0: Lawrence Electronics and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman, that half other half of Seth's Saturday Morning Outdoors. Kit Brown had a great Ultimate Bass this half. morning. Half well half. yeah, well two thirds. Two thirds.
2: You got you you suck at math. Yes, I <laughs> do. I also suck
1: at pushing <laughs> buttons over here on the telephone and the console. I, sorry to
2: derail your opening, but I I you, you They don't care. We're they're in another they're half in all here. fishing to
1: bring these folks in. They are in here with us laughing at us right now, so it doesn't make any difference. We got a great show for you coming up, folks. We're gonna kick it off in just a second with one of the best when it comes time for sturgeon. Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing will be hooking up with us live on the water this morning. He'll tell you about what What's been going on out there and what's happening today, too. Tim Boggs from Elkhorn Bait and Tackle's got all the bait availability, and he's got a great price on it. Boy, I heard some wild prices last week. That's why I called him. He's got some great deals on stuff, and bait's coming in. We'll tell you about that in a quick one. And Steve Huber. You remember him, my old landscaper. Well, he's going to be talking to us about steelhead action up on the Clam of Smith and Checo, and he's putting his boat back in at Brookings. He's got some great info for us on a very successful fishery that he's been working over the last couple of years. Kent Brown's got a Northern California bass opportunities if he knows where bass are. And Alan Fong joins us with What's Hot and What's Not from Fisherman's Warehouse Stores. J.D. Ritchie's got a special on steelhead that we're going to be covering based on an article he wrote for Western Western Outdoor News and a great cover photo on it too. Senior Tuna joins us. Steve Mitchell's fishing the Super Bowl Derby, chasing sturgeon out in the Delta today. Justin Leonard is up river fishing for sturgeon. We'll check in with him. He's been doing a lot of night fishing too. And, of course, Dave Hurley gives us our great update on what's going on from the folks at Western Outdoor News. News, Let's waste no time. Let's get hooked up with the man himself from Right Hook Sport Fishing. Captain Jay Lopes joins us live on the water chasing sturgeon today, folks. Good morning.
3: Good morning. I wish I was on the water. You're not, you're, are <laughs> you just kicking back today and goofing off? Yeah, no, we took the weekend off. It's that big Super Bowl derby and, uh, we, oh, that's right. That, out. That's, that's right. Our buddy Mr. Mitchell everything. is going
1: to go out there and fish that thing and you decided you were just going to take life a little easier. Jay, i seen the pictures. I hear the people giddy and laughing about it and talking about it. Tell our listeners what's happening out there with the Great Sturgeon Action right now.
3: Man, this, this week is was pretty, uh, pretty exceptional, actually. We saw a big change um, in just the water conditions. Uh, we had beautiful weather this week, and the water temps have uh, come up probably three to four degrees, um, which is what we wanted, and the fish really noticed. Even, you know, last week when we – We were out there, and the water was still in the upper 40s. They were biting fine. But now that it's up in the the low 50s, man, they put the feedback on. They are biting, definitely.
1: Well, the sturgeon action has been pretty good. And I'll tell you what, you guys that know what you're doing have no difficulty in getting hooked up with them. How many boats do you think are going to be out there today chasing uh, the sturgeon in that big derby?
3: Oh, boy. They usually have about four to 500 entries. Um, that's not boats, but you figure two to four guys per boat. There's, there's going to be a, a decent rip of uh, boats out there, probably well over a hundred. Yeah, I get a call and, every uh, now
1: and then. Why are there so many boats out by the old mothball fleet? Well, there's a reason for that, folks.
3: Yeah, no, this derby's been around for a long time, and uh, I just I just we don't fish it, so I just opted just to take it off. And uh, I think Steve and the he's going to be fishing fishing it with his uh, with some buddies of ours. So. He's not even taking clients. They're just out fun fishing, trying to win some money this weekend because it's just you know not fair to our customers to go out there and fight for a spot with a bunch of boats and not have a good shot at really loading up the boat. So we'll just resume on Monday once they uh, once they uh, get a little time to settle down after Sunday's uh, Super Bowl game, and uh, we'll be we'll be back in the saddle again. Jay, what sure. Jay? But,
1: what, are the, what are the hot bites right now? What are they? What's the best offerings to put out right now?
3: um uh, we're fishing uh salmon roe and lamprey eel mainly salmon roe um but um that, that's all we really fish we don't uh you could use the shrimp bait if you could find it you know getting bait is tough to to do sometimes so um if you could find it grab some and go fishing um other times you can't find it and it makes it tough to get out there but if you can find yourself some lamprey eel or salmon roe you'll be fine well, we'll be checking in
1: with, uh, Elkhorn bait and tackle Tim Boggs here in a little bit. He'll tell us a few things about bait, but are you finding the, the, uh, uh the eel available are just ridiculously expensive?
3: Or no, both? it's really not. There's really not that much out there actually for what I'm hearing about the lamprey eel. Um, we have a stockpile in our freezer. Usually we stock up, you know, a couple years in advance, but, uh, just because we have to have the bait. Um, but I heard that the eel, they they got a little bit in here in the last month. Um, but as a whole, uh, the commercial fishing up in Oregon and Washington uh, hasn't been taking place due to COVID. Um, and uh, they just recently started to harvest. So there's a little bit out there, but not like it was. And I think what eel is available is going to be a little bit pricey. Um, well, it's going to be $25, $30 a bait. Well, the good thing about
1: eel is you can use it for several fish if you need to. You can probably catch four or five or six fish on one bait if
3: it isn't destroyed too bad. Oh, i damn caught about eight or ten fish on one <laughs> piece of bait. So, No, it's the best. It definitely bait shops don't like selling it sometimes, I don't think, because it's such a cost-effective bait for a fisherman because they could use it so much. But uh, it is a good bait to use.
1: Have you seen the prices for jumbo minnows yet?
3: I'm afraid to, actually. Don't I'm look. Afraid to. Don't look.
1: We're, I yeah, mean, they're I talking $2 a piece. Yeah, they're talking twenty-four ninety-five a dozen for the jumbo minnows right now.
3: Yeah, it's, that's over two dollars a piece. Oh so, boy! Man, I got a, I got stripers. A, I got a
1: pond in Arkansas in my uncle's lot that could have a fortune in it right now, <laughs> man. Used to throw a net in there, drag it through, and you have several hundred all at once. What a job to have! Yeah. A couple yeah. hundred bucks yeah, a day. awesome, Jay. Maybe you got to get into the bait business just a little bit.
3: I'm thinking about it. I'm definitely thinking about. It. No, I wouldn't trade my what we're doing every day is for the bait business. No way. You know, there's no not
1: way. there's not many people that love their Occupation, like the group of guys that we have here, and you and the cronies that you run with, all love every second of being out there, don't you?
3: Oh, we do. We do. We look forward to it. It's uh sometimes you have to take a little time off, like we did, and a lot of guys do in the industry, just to, you know, because when you're fishing every day, day in, day out, for you know nine, ten months out of the year, you know, you throw in you know two hundred and twenty days on the water. That that's a lot of time on the water. But uh, we definitely enjoy it. If we didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't be doing it. And I think it's, you know, part of it's getting the fish, part of it's figuring them out. But the main thing is, you know, seeing the different groups of people out every day and watching those smiles on their face when they hook that seven-foot sturgeon that comes flying out of the water. Well, oh, that's and, a great uh, per,
1: that's yeah, a great uh, perspective from the captain's perspective. But, you know, from the client's perspective, what they like is a beautiful, clean boat like you offer, nice and spacious, plenty of room on there to play the game and plenty of room to kick back in comfort. And that's what it's all about, going out and having a great day on the water. From their perspective, from the captain's perspective, it's out there. Let's get them on the water. Let's get these fish down. Let's show them how it's done. And boy, you sure feel better after that first one comes in, don't you?
3: Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit. Sometimes we get that, uh, get the team no skunk off early. And that's, uh, that, that takes a big relief off the, the shoulder for sure.
1: Are you having to bounce around a lot or are they uh, pretty much on the take if it's in their face?
3: Oh, the fish are moving. The fish are moving. We were on a group of fish. Um, I'm going to throw it out there now since it's uh, Derby Week and everyone knows. We were uh, fishing the old naval weapons for the last week uh, Port Chicago. There was a nice group of fish. They're a big area of fish. But here, just yesterday, they actually decided to depart. And um, so it happens this time of year. Water temps are warming, and they're going to start moving around a little bit more. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to move around um, – I, I I think the ships are going to be the next hot spot. I think that's the direction they're going. And uh, you know, there's guys out there th- changing their
1: plans right now. They're launching. On, no, we're going over by the ships today. We're not going up there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and if I were fishing the derby, I would try to find an area that really hasn't been hit too hard lately, and you know, just try to find some all by yourself, and you'll catch fish. Exactly. Definitely, water temps up. And it would be more in your favor, that's for sure.
1: Jay, that's a great clue. I always gave it to people opening weekend of uh, Eagle Lake, too. Go someplace nobody's fishing.
4: Go out. Because those
1: fish have been spooked away from where all those people are. Go down there. Don't have anything getting in the way. Just you and the fish. And it makes a huge difference when it's busy fishing out there. Great advice. Well, Captain, I know that sturgeon is going to be chased around by you for the next couple of weeks, if not a couple of months. After that, are you going to get into stripers a little bit too this year?
3: Yeah, what we're going to do, we're going to fish sturgeon through the end of March like we normally do. We're going to do a short spring striper season. Um, We're going to do a two-week season, and then it looks like we're going to get down in the bay um, a good two weeks early and start trolling um, down the bay for some halibut because with the low water conditions last year's spring fishing, down there, guys had epic halibut fishing and striped bass fishing. So we're going to try to get down there a little early, cut our spring stripers a little short. Um, But, I mean, either way, we're going to have opportunity the next six months, you know, either it's down the bay or the delta or even sturgeon fishing for some of the guys who want to hang around through the uh, first part of summer.
1: Well, Jay, thank you so much for hooking up with us today. Enjoy your day off on a very busy sturgeon fishing day out in our delta and bay delta estuary system give them the hookup info so they can find out more about right hook sport fishing and get out there with you
3: yeah give us a call area code 916-417-5670 and on the web at com and check out the facebook page it's updated and spots are very very limited so if you're trying to get out please give us a call within the next few days before we sell out for march
1: all right partner you have a good one and get back in bed have a nice nap
3: <laughs> right on. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Take, all right, it easy. take care, Captain.
1: He's going to have a tough time out there re- relaxing with all those people catching fish. You know, he's going to have his radio on listening to he, those guys.
2: He, yeah, he probably will. But you know, he's, he's actually one of the better guys that do this for a living at getting away from it. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he definitely gets his batteries recharged and is ready to get back after it. He, uh, we talk they, to him every week, so they we go kind to of see it. They go off on their trips. Yep.
1: And, he he's very aware of Valentine's Day around his house. Yes, you he is. I
2: guarantee he will not forget.
1: No, he's probably got the new car already <laughs> ordered. For I, her.
2: Oh yeah, don't you, Jay?
1: Now. I know you're listening, to Lopes. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break right now. When we come back from that, we're taking you to Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, hooking up with the owner out there, Tim Boggs. More talk about bait prices and availability right after this quick break. Y'all stick around; you're gonna get hooked.
5: Up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish.
6: Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Godfisher marine and Marine in Dixon is in your, your heavy-gauge heavy gauge aluminum, aluminum boat, boat headquarters. headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats, the offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Godfish and Marine's trained cell staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfish and Marine and Dixon, GFMarine.com, or KingfisherBoats.com.
5: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson.
1: Hey, we're back. You heard uh, Captain Jay Lopes and I talking about bait and availability and pricing. Well, that kind of flows right into our next discussion. Let's go live to Elkhorn Bait and Tackle right now, and let's hook up with the owner out there, Tim Boggs. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning, Seth. How you doing, bud? You got more bait than anybody I know out there, and I got to tell you, just the last conversation that I had with our captain, I don't know if you heard it or not, he was talking about bait availability even for sturgeon fishing right now, eels being difficult to find in some places and they were he was concerned about the price of that and I said, Have you seen the price on a dozen jumbos at some of the stores lately? And he go, Oh yeah, but I'm afraid to ask
7: Yeah. Well we're selling uh jumbos right now for nineteen ninety five a dozen.
1: Well that's about five bucks cheaper than everybody else.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing about uh eel. Uh, it's it's almost impossible to get, and that's because Washington State cut the season down to ten days. Oh wow! That,
1: that's yeah. a severe cutback.
7: Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. We got uh, we got some meal in a couple of weeks ago, but uh, very limited.
1: Well, is the quality there still too?
7: Yeah, yep. Not bad, not bad on the quality. Um, but it's just uh, you know with the season over, um, you can't find it anywhere.
1: Well, that's exactly what happens when things get in demand. Now, you've got a big striper season coming up. Now, I know everybody doesn't buy jumbo minnows, but what's going to happen once those fish start hitting that river system, go up for the big spawn this year? What's the bait availability going to be like for striper fishing? I talked to
7: the supplier uh two days ago, and he said that they've got jumbos. They're, it won't be a problem like it was last year.
1: Well, that's a great relief for a lot of guys, but... You know, with everything going up high in cost, it's not just the bait guys that are sticking it to you, folks. It's just transportation. It's this lack of the food chain working as far as getting everything out and around. Not to mention the big storms that everybody had—that really had a big impact on the uh, on your ghost shrimp and probably grass shrimp and everything, didn't it? Yep,
7: absolutely. Uh, and what actually what's having the bigger impact uh, is these flight cancellations. I've got two distributors for ghost shrimp. One in Washington State and the other in Oregon. Washington, um, they're not shipping. They, he lost 6000 bucks worth of uh, shrimp because of a flight cancellation.
1: Oh, yeah, they sit around the airport, nobody do anything about it, and it's way too much time and they're all gone. That really makes things difficult, not to mention their time running around, delivering them and everything else.
8: Yeah,
7: and the guys who had, uh, uh, in Oregon, they said hell with it. Uh, we're going to put them in the back of a van and, and send them down, by carload oh, and yep.
1: that's that's what they do that might be exactly what it takes well i'm glad to hear that they're coming down will they be other minnows too regular sizes and larges and whatever else that's smaller than the jumbos
7: yeah we got medium uh for crappie we've got a large uh extra large and uh jumbo
1: what are the guys doing what are they buying the guys that are coming into the store what are they going out and chasing are they hitting the cats at all are they joining sturgeon in the river what's going on
7: uh, mainly it's sturgeon, and uh, in the last probably week, our uh, jumbo minnow sales have gone way up. So they're heading to the delta. Not much around here locally yet, but uh, mainly in the delta.
1: And how about catfish action? You know, that was one of the things that I was brought up on at the old PG&E plant in Antioch. We sat there working the warm water discharge tube with enough clams. I never want to see a clam again in my life.
7: <laughs> yeah, uh Catfish is starting to come around. Um, uh, it was a slow there for, you know, a few weeks, but, uh, with the water temperature coming up, uh, we're selling lots of clams, um, and large minnows.
1: Well, it makes it all work. And folks, uh, if you don't want to spend 20 bucks on a dozen jumbo minnows, you can go in there and buy four or five lures and it'll last you a whole lot longer, too. So yeah. <laughs> don't just, don't just count on one bait and don't just give up because they don't have this or that. Find out. And the best part about it is Tim's got experienced people there and guides behind the counter to help you get what exactly you need to have an impact on the fishery when you go out instead of standing there fishing all day long.
8: Well, Tim. Absolutely.
7: And we just got our spring inventory in here uh, about three weeks ago.
1: So you're ready to go. Well, give them the phone number as well as the address there so they can stop by and see you.
7: 6745 20th Street. We're right on the corner. Uh, phone number 916. 916- 991-5298.
1: Elkhorn bait, folks. Stop by and see the owner, Tim Boggs. Tell him you heard about it right here on the show and buy tons of bait from him. Tim, you have, a, you have a great one and thanks for giving us an update on the availability. We appreciate it. Okay, not a problem, up. You have a great day. All right. Thanks, Tim. What a great guy. He's got some, uh,
2: good baits down there at good prices and God knows we're going to need some good prices this, this year. Well, see, the one thing about striper fishing was you always had to use a couple of baits that bit back and I was really not into that.
1: Yeah, I don't like the big sharp tines on the back like bison bice- bass have too. <laughs> exactly, I right. like soft, smooth, beautiful fish like trout. that slide
2: right down the throat of a bass. Exactly, yeah, right, way
1: too easily. No, exactly. Speaking of sliding, No, this- we haven't talked to this guy forever. Well, he took a slide. He went it up, said, "Oh, we're going to move up to Brookings and up in that neck of the woods." Step, and I thought, "Oh God, good luck, man." Well, good luck is exactly what he got. He fell into a pot of gold into a perfect situation. He and his family joining us right now is my old landscaper, Steve Huber, with Steve Huber's Guide Service. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. It's no longer Steve Huber's Guide Service. What's the official name nowadays?
9: It still goes under Steve Huber's Guide Service, but the ocean stuff's called Crescent City Fishing. So yeah,
1: that's right. That's a very a, successful just, operation out in the ocean out there, folks. He's uh, He runs the show. That's the way it works.
9: Yep, we're doing what it takes to catch fish.
1: Well, Steve, tell uh, us a little bit about the steelhead you were chasing for a couple of weeks there. It uh,
9: didn't really pan out, did it? Well, it started out with a bang, you know. December we had all that rain, and, you know, that kicked the season off into high gear. You know, we had a good salmon season, you know, on the Smiths and, and the Checo, and then turned around and had more rain, water came up again, and here came the first batch of steelhead, so... Um, action was good, Um, you know, it was, um, you know, it was the start of another season, but, you know, Mother Nature decided to throw a curveball again, and uh, five weeks, no rain, all the waters are down to, you know, very minimal water coming down at each of the Smith, to um all the way down the road.
1: Well, you had some pretty good results for half-pounders over on the Klamath, but that kind of dried up, too, as the water level lowered
9: yeah, you know, that one's still, you know, there's still another batch of winners that will still need to go up that Klamath, you know, and go into the, the smaller streams and tributaries. So, you know, it's about our only chance of chasing down a steelhead now would be the Klamath and, um, you know, even some of the smaller streams down all the way towards, you know, um, you know, the Bay Area are just they are low and
1: clear yeah as a matter of fact we're going to be talking some of the emergency regulations they've just enacted for the low flows uh, conditions as a result of the drought to uh, cut down on some of the pressure that as it stands right now the uh, a couple of them are still open obviously including the eel but uh, those waters are dropping also so they continue they continue to drop and that certainly makes it difficult to get into the uh, steelhead action they get a little spookier in that shallow water too don't they
9: Um, Yeah, we watched a set of five just roll right past us, man. It was just we—we were like they didn't even care. They just kept going. They were on a mission, so it was nice to see, but kind of frustrating in the same sense too. So, but you know, that's. That's why we're changing gears. So the ocean boat's in the water, and uh, we're heading out today and going to go chase down some rockfish and lingcod today. Yeah.
1: Tell them real quick about the boat. It's been a long time since we talked about your beautiful toy you play with.
9: Yeah, it's a 31-foot Illumbo oil Pacific, uh, twin 150s on it. It's got all the bells and whistles. Uh, we got uh, brand-new striker rods uh, made in the United States on our boat now. Um, they're all custom made, and we're set up to uh, go chase down some fish. So it's uh, it'll be a, it'll be a fun season, and and like I said, just gives me the ability to change over. and And most people are just want to go tug on a fish, so we're going to do that.
1: Well, there's a lot of folks that head up to your neck of the woods this time of year looking for steelhead, and they might have a more difficult time in finding a few of them. Folks, stop by. He's going to have that boat back in the water in the next week or so and be taking you out on Brookings to some fabulous fishing. Steve, give them all the hookup info they need so they can find you, get booked, and find out more about what you offer up there.
9: Sure, you can still reach me toll free eight six six five three one fish or check us out on the web at com. The Facebook page uh, stays up to date, and we try to post on pictures, but you know what, Facebook... Sometimes you got to go fishing, so you, we don't post everything. So Hey, if, if uh, for
1: some reason it doesn't work out, you know, this guiding thing for you, maybe you can come back and landscape my house again.
9: Uh, I don't think there's a chance I'm coming back down <laughs> that way for nothing. So I like my three acres with no neighbors. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, we found a great place up here, and, um, you know, it was just like growing up in Petaluma, same weather, same stuff. But... Today's going to get a little warm. It's going to be about 80 here today. So, yeah, it's going to be a warm one out there.
1: Tough day on the water, Steve. Have a great time out there. Again, real quick, give them that phone number
9: again. 866-531-FISH.
1: Go spank them today. Have a great day, and thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it. All right, guys, have a great show. Thank you. All right, let's take a quick break. Right now, when we come back, it's RVing and Destinations, and then Kent Brown's got some bassing opportunities for you. Right before we get to the man himself, the Rodfather, Alan Fong, right after this.
6: When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. Elkhorn Bait has high-quality rods and reels for every type of fishing in Northern California, from trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms bloodworms, nightcrawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn bait Boulevard West of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance.
10: Lorance has it
6: all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Best of Awards, Bentika Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing.
1: You know, before you take off and race out and buy that recreational vehicle you've always wanted, it'd probably be a good idea to think of some of the experiences you want to have or to take the family on, and will the camper, will the trailer, will the cab over, will the fifth wheel will it fit in where you want to go can you maneuver it where you want to go will it fit in the parking spaces at the campground that you're going to believe it or not some campgrounds have restrictions and many of our campgrounds are the state parks that have a 24 foot limit to your trailer and that's just to make sure you get your trailer and your tow vehicle in the same spot but i'll tell you what folks you can eliminate some of the places that you may want to go by having a fifth wheel that is too big to fit in there i had a 37 footer there are 40 footers and probably longer and some campsites only have maybe 30 feet of depth to park in so you really have to consider them that. that's just one little thing you might come across but here's another little thing a lot of campsites campgrounds rv parks won't let you in if you have a recreational vehicle that's more than 10 years old because it doesn't look as good as the others in their park. well that's just another little thing that you might come across so far marilyn and i in our 40 years of marriage we've had mini mirage we started off with sleeping in the back of a pickup truck we ended up with a class c mini mirage then we went to a lance cab over trailer on a gmc truck then we went to an Airex motorhome, Class A, the whole bit, 30 feet, gas powered. We thought we were moving on up. Then we went back to a Lance Cab Over after that big motorhome sat around and we didn't use it as much. And we traded in that Lance Cab Over on another Lance Cab Over. And then we bought a 37-foot fifth wheel to move out the Flaming Gorge Reservoir. Well, after using that for about five years, we decided to sell it and travel more but we traveled with our truck towing a trailer so we'd have a vehicle when we got there so we bought a beautiful trailer towed it around for about two years and now that we're dealing with our friends out at mantica trailer and motorhome we headed out there and got the choice vehicle for us a 24 foot class c jayco It'll fit in any state park. It'll fit in any campgrounds that are out there. And I've got an electric bicycle that I gave in it to take me around wherever I need to run around, go to the store, get some ice, whatever, so I have all the freedom that I want. And that's what you want when you're going out. Plan your experiences. Get the unit that you know will get you there and back. Plan accordingly and have an absolutely great time. But you don't need to have the biggest RV in the
6: park further manteca trailer and motorhome catering to sportsmen around the west
11: we're not the biggest we're the nicest the bob davis people at manteca trailer and motorhome
5: Man-tica. Man-tica. and now more california sportsmen with Seth hendrickson
1: well, you know, there's not a whole lot going on right now for trout fishermen. You gotta break the ice or you gotta hit one of the local lakes. <laughs> I talked to the guy up at Eagle Lake a couple of weeks ago. He goes, hell no, nobody's fishing out here. It's hard as a rock out there. That's the hardest water we've had in a long time.
2: Exactly there's still right.
1: always a few opens.
2: Well, I think next week, you know, I, you know, for the trout guys, obviously they'll be excited because party opens up. Uh, but for the bass guys, Seth, that's also a, that's also a, a big deal when party opens up. They want to get up there and, uh, get a swing at maybe one of those big smallmouth that live up there or, or you Can know, I, a giant swim bait eating largemouth. Absolutely. Out. Matter of fact, I got to get a hold of Pardee. Yeah.
1: Hey, I got to throw run a public service announcement real quick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Guys, uh, going up to Stampede to ice skate. Yeah, Don't. You, you might rethink that, uh, especially as people are falling through the ice. Yeah. And, uh, the guy that the next day went up to Boca. Out on the ice, you might want to find out how thick that stuff
2: is before you break through. Hey, here's a clue. They're lucky they're still kicking. Skate Town in Roseville. Nobody's fallen through in that place since they opened it. <laughs> <laughs> you might drop through a
1: foot or two. All right. So much for that, folks. There are a lot of frozen lakes up there. Please be careful.
2: Don't do anything stupid. And yeah. wear life jackets like all the bass guys <laughs> have to wear. Right. Right. You know, we... We, well, we do. You know, anytime our, our outboard motors are running, we have to have kill switches hooked up. Just we have to have idling, it has on. to be. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, and, and guys, you know, they, they, well, I'm not in a tournament. I have to wear my life jacket. Oh yeah. Because, you know, fate and disaster knows if you're in a tournament or not. So that's kind of the deal, but you know, fishing is good. Um, this weather, gosh, you know, 75 degrees this weekend forecasted in the valley and the 80 in vacuum trees are starting to bloom and do some things like that. So, uh, it, it's starting for sure. Yeah, um, some of our lakes are a little better than others, but it's definitely starting.
1: You know, I uh, associate myself with Alan Fong, even though he's a
2: bass fisherman. Every now and then, yeah, but he's a closet kokanee fisherman too. Yeah, and, and that's a why I associate little breed with right him. Right
1: there, that's why I associate with him. He sent me uh, some photos this morning. He went up and chasing king salmon.
2: Yeah, and he got three big,
1: beautiful bass that I know you would have liked to.
2: Have <laughs> well, he. He uh, he, kind of has that spoon deal figured out. Those fish at Barrys are going to start moving up. You know, Randy Pringle has some of the very first bass tournaments. Um, yeah, those are gorgeous. Uh, a couple of big spotted bass here, Alan Cotton, some big largemouth. Uh, Randy Pringle's got, uh, got his best bass tournaments coming back to Barry and You know, we haven't had any tournaments on Barry for about a year and a half, major events. Till they got the uh, fish. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Look yeah. what Alan's doing right there. Yep. So that's going to be a fun one to, to kind of keep an eye on. Randy's going to have, uh, good tournaments there. Clear Lake's shaping up, uh, both for bass and for crappie. And, uh, the guys are, you know, w- once you get on them, you're on them, you know, pretty good groups of fish. are still bunched up a bunch. Uh, and the lake's up. Launching's pretty easy at all the ramps. I talked to I
1: didn't talk to him, but I had Ross England talking mm-hmm. to me. He I always watch his little video that he puts out right. every week and I tell you things are popping up there. They're starting to see a lot more opportunities.
2: The water level's reasonable just about everywhere now. Yeah. Well, you know, except like we talked about, party opening up, the motherlode lakes, uh, they start a little bit earlier. Maloney's has been really good.
1: The next thing's gonna happen, the insects are gonna be all over the place and more blooms
2: are gonna be. Oh, there's There's insects out. There's mosquitoes everywhere right now, but yeah, so, uh, but it's definitely, uh, the trees are starting to blossom, starting to see that. And, uh, look at the weather. These, these fish are going to move to the top. Yeah. They're you know, I, I pay attention to a lot of things like that and, and, uh, we're ready for all of it to happen. The fish aren't, they know we're not done with winter yet. Yeah. You know, we're ready cause the trees are blooming and it's 80. We're like, well, this should be happening. Uh, it's, it's the fish. know, you know, mother nature knows, but it is definitely improving. The water's warming up. Everybody's excited about getting out fishing. Um, that's the good thing. So we're definitely seeing some fish being caught. The Delta, uh, kind of picking up a little bit, but it, gosh darn it, man, something, you know. It's changed. A lot. The it's delta changed. has changed. It's I mean, changed.
1: not only has it changed in appearance after they went through and poisoned or killed about everything they could that was green out
2: there. Yeah, but it's all grown back, and it's just, it, it's just very different. Well, do uh, those, those fish move out after the cover is gone? Are they going to move back in, do you think? Or? I, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of variables in the delta right now. Sea lions are a big problem. Um, and I'm hearing 25 that. furry guys from here to Rio Vista. Yeah, or more, you know. And I mean, there's, there's, that's, that's a factor, man. I mean, those things oh, yeah. are, are fish eating machines. And we're definitely seeing the ramifications of that in our California Delta and both our, uh, you know, and, and they, they kill fish not because they're hungry. Sport. It's sport. And, uh, and they don't even eat them, you know. So, I mean, that's, they'll go through those shallow tules out of Frank's track and, uh, big break in a lot of those places and hell step They were sitting for a while. They were sitting underneath the, until we quit using it. The release released to, but Russo's, you know, when you'd weigh the fish and then they'd pour them down the release tube back into the water and they had to quit using it because the dang sea lions, they figured it, figured it out. It out. Yeah. yeah. Just hang out. Yeah. Down here. They figured it out. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we, we've, we've got a lot of changes going on, but this is definitely a time of year to, uh, uh, to start thinking about, you know, getting out there. This is a good, uh, you know, just It might not be as far along as you think it is. Yeah, just because the the weather's good and everything.
1: You know, one of the things that we never discussed this year was winterizing. Right. We had this... Week and I, we had this week-and-a-half <laughs> blast of weather, and everything else is, hey, pretty. you didn't need to winterize. Yeah. But there's got to be a lot of guys out there that are going, hey, the weather's great right now. We've got to get the boat out. Let's have call
2: Godfisher Marine and see if we can get that in this afternoon. They better call somebody
1: <laughs> and make an arrangement. It took me over a month to get an appointment for my quad to have yeah. some stuff done to it. It's going to take you some time, too, folks, to get a boat if
2: you need a new battery in, if you need some electrical work done or something, make the arrangements, yeah. get the tuna. And you're gonna hear those words supply chain. So you know, I mean, I want a new fish finder. Well, you you find one, you better buy it, and uh, things like that. You know, I mean, that's just kind of how it works. And and definitely uh, getting out on the on you know those boats, getting getting them ready, getting new batteries in them, getting trolling motors, getting your outboards ready, getting your trailers ready, tires, all that fun stuff. So we definitely need to uh, need to. This guy, this guy. See, this guy's pretty smart. He just goes with everybody else, so he doesn't have to worry about it.
1: Well, we're talking about the man himself, the Rodfather. He's going to be joining us. Well, let's hit that button right now. We'll pull him into this
6: conversation. And now it's time for Shimano's What's Hot and What's Not, brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Built upon a C fourteen plus body for both a lightweight feel and carbon rigidity, the new Shimano Van Ford spinning reel incorporates a Magnum Light rotor to benefit anglers with a quick response in critical situations. The new Shimano Van Ford features Shimano's Cold Forge Hagginger gear, as well as Silent Drive and Micro Module Gear Two technologies to produce power transfer like never before, while also. Both hosting next level of rotational performance. All Shimano rods, reels, tackle, and accessories are available at Fisherman's Warehouse Megastore from Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Stop in and experience eternally smooth reeling with Shimano.
1: And joining us live from the What's Hot and What's Not segment, our good friend, the rod father, Alan Fong. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. How you guys doing? Hey, yeah, Pretty impressive bass you caught. You can tell those weren't from the Delta. Yeah, you know, I... I've been uh, testing some uh,
12: prototypes from Rick from Blade Runner Tackle. He's got these flutter spoons, and oh man, I lit them up the other day. Is that, is <sighs> that, is that the big ones?
2: Those Yeah, big spoons. Yeah, they're
12: not real big. They're four inch and
2: six inch. Okay, But oh, they the ones man, that have the have the finish on them? Looks like a minnow. Yeah, uh, one
12: side has the. It's a powder painted. It won't chip off. Right. And I can't. I can't believe how those fish react to it. I see them on the live. Throw it out there, reel it in slow. Just it's kind of weird how I'm working, and I'm actually fishing it like I was dragging a jig. Wow, man, that thing loads up and hold on.
1: <laughs> well,
2: those were great fish.
1: How <laughs> how wide are these lures, Alan?
12: Uh, they're probably the bigger one is probably like three inches. And the smaller ones, maybe not quite two inches. They have a totally different action, you know. But I've been... Um, and these are prototypes. They're spoon. not
2: available yet, right? Not yet. <laughs> uh, and yeah. you'll be able to... We'll be real short. And you'll they be able real, to... F- will be real short. And you'll be able to find them first at
1: Fisherman's Warehouse. Just Health. as
2: soon as the fish get off the spoon bite, then Alan will make sure everybody <laughs> can get them. Yeah. That's how he does things.
12: Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out... With the, on my YouTube channel. This is going to be phenomenal because I'm really showing how to do this and it's just crazy.
1: Well, the cool thing is you, the, you don't even have to watch the YouTube channel for this because Alan will show you everything right there in the store and put the product in your hands as they have it so you can get out there and do it. But Alan, we were talking about the Delta bass fishery being different. What are you noticing when you're out there now?
12: It's uh, It's a little different, but You have to realize, you know, the the main thing early in the season like this is your temperatures at night. You know, the water could be 52 in the afternoon, but at night it's 37. It takes them fish a little while to make the adjustment, and pretty soon here it's just going to bust wide open.
2: Last night was the first warming night we had. Yeah, I know, but you need a week of it. Yeah.
1: Well, Alan, you
12: tossed in it. I'm I'm expecting. I've been having a tough time in the Delta. I've been chasing stripers, and I'll go bass fishing. Um, I caught a 7 and a 5 the other day, but I was striper fishing. So, But they're going to make the move here real quick.
1: Well, it's just a matter of time, obviously, and it looks like the next couple of weeks are pretty consistent. We've got weather in the 70s this week, dropping down about 10 degrees next week, and then warming up the following week after that. No sign of rain. Little bit of wind on Tuesday, I hope it blows forty miles an hour from the north to get Peret <laughs> to turn over the rest of the way it's just it's just well, not cooperating. Day,
12: I know the other day when I went out, I shot a video on bath, actually the spoon in one, and when I was leaving Markley, I saw a lot of bait fish in that twenty to thirty five foot range. And I saw a lot of trollers out there, so it might start to happen here real quick.
1: Yeah, the thing that the trollers are telling me is the fish will be right back down again next morning or that evening. They'll just drop the bait fish will just drop drop right back down again. So it's yeah, it's nothing consistent up there right now. It's going through a changing process, and I guess we're just getting that low, slow turn that's not going to really cause everything to go crazy on a bite like it does when it just flat turns over. Yeah, it might not this year. Yeah, it just might not be wide open. But those fish will be there and there'll be more of them and they'll be bigger. So just keep at it. <laughs> Somebody's going to hook into them. Alan, what else are you hearing across the counter? What are the customers telling you? Where are they chasing?
12: Uh, stripers are starting to turn on. A lot of guys that, you know, know what they're doing, fishing them flats, or having 20 to 40 fish days. I caught over 20 on Tuesday um no big ones a lot of schoolies. you know um john caught a couple in the 10 pound range and though and the both the 10 pounders he had they had six six inch smolts in them wow. so you know those i guess the ones they dumped in american you're know, all through the system now so it's going to start picking up here real quick
1: any other target species they're going after out there i heard some of the guys are going after catfish pretty heavy right now but without much water coming in i can't believe the catfish bites even going on yeah. Every fish gotta eat. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, make and it simple, bite. why don't you? Yeah. That makes it way too, too simple.
12: <laughs> yeah, the trout bite at Comanche's been off the hook too, so you know, there's a lot of places you can get out and enjoy the weather and catch a lot of fish.
1: You know, some of the and some of them are very close to home. It's our our foothill lakes. You know, they're all over the place there. They're all accessible. They We don't have it all muddy and everything. The ramps are all decent conditions, and you can get out there, like Kent was talking earlier, Pardee and these places as they continue to open up around here. are going to offer great opportunities, San Pablo Reservoir, Comanche, all of these. And I understand that Dave Hurley wrote an article. He's talking about all the guides heading out to Comanche. It's so good out there. They're catching so many fish. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, folks, if you need it, you can bet that Fisherman's Warehouse stores has it. You can stop by the stores in Manteca, Fairfield, and right here in Sacramento, where the Godfather, Godfather, the Rodfather himself is working. You can pick what's left of his brain out there. Alan, are we ever going to see any big kings come out of that lake this year? What's your best guess? You've been doing it long enough.
12: I'd say yes, but the window's going to be short when it happens. You know, if you're there the two weeks, you'll probably have field day.
1: I wonder if it's going to be... I'll be out there. I wonder if it's going to be... I going twice a week. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna not, not going to go again if you're going. I'm going to pick a different day. That's just the way it has to be, I'm afraid. Hey, I'm boatless. Well, the right? thing
12: is, is I, you know, when I go out there and I look on my graph
1: and it's not right, I go catch bass. Uh, it doesn't take you any time to switch either, does it? You make your decision <laughs> and boom, like a bass fisherman in a tournament, the decision I'm is done. made, we're leaving. <laughs> yep. Alan, thanks so much for sharing with our listeners. We sincerely appreciate it. Folks, stop by your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse store and get everything you need for a successful day on the water. Alan, have a great one. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. All right. I like the way he ends that. Right. All right. Close that segment, my friend.
6: If you're looking for the newest from Shimano, you'll see it first at Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. From Shimano's freshwater rods and reels to offshore tackle to conquer even the hardest fighting game fish, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores and Shimano have it all.
0: Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com.
5: Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team?
6: Mission Marine for voters who settle for nothing but the best go boldly with Mercury excellence. Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fishermen tested and fish approved. is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines LaRanche Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of Clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lawrence has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lawrence.com. Lawrence is the perfect locator for you. Now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our saltwater bay and coastal
9: report.
1: Oh. We have too much fun on breaks in here. Good morning, Mister Ogme. How are you, sir? What's What's going on in there? We're talking about stealing your boat and going fishing without you. Well, it's
2: oh, a, it's back on the water. Up. I see it. It is. It's back. It's floating again. Yeah, it is. I I saw I saw Captain Merlin uh, drove it back up uh, to Bodega. Got everything yeah. done to it. What'd you have done to the real magic?
13: Well, almost nothing. It was one of those great trips to the to the boatyard where you don't find surprises. We knew about a bent rudder, so we got, we got that straightened out, literally, and um, painted the bottom and got it all polished up and prettied up, new zincs on, and we splashed us in four days. It was great.
1: That's outstanding. I haven't heard a boat other than a reject being splashed in four days from a boatyard.
13: Exactly. So we were happy to get out. And uh, Kent, did you see the weather in that video? It just—it just a big grease pond out there for yeah. the last three, four days. Could have ran
2: a bass boat out
13: there as a pancake, almost, almost scary for this time of of year. But literally, I think he was up uh, Golden Gate Bridge to the Bodega Breakwater. I think it took him like two hours and ten minutes. So he was just uh, flying because of the of the uh, excellent uh, conditions. So for your listeners out there, if you're looking to get out. And take advantage of some of this really pretty weather along the coast. There's a lot of crabs, a lot of sport-sized crabs off of uh, Bodega Bay. So you can work either hoops or pots. Uh, the outer bay is starting to uh, produce, but uh, the waters off of uh, Salmon Creek and tamales' point and 100, a 125 feet, should be uh, uh, producing really well for you. And uh, I think if you had uh, at least five or six pots out, you could expect a couple of a couple of limits for and overnight soak so four or five crabs per pot has been kind of the norm and a lot of them are smaller because the, the commercial guys caught all the the big ones but we have a smaller sport size and that extra half a, half an inch allows us to get quite a few more of, of the smaller crabs so i would you know come on out to the coast and bring the family and enjoy it um and you don't have to wear a mask anymore here
1: hey things are getting better already yeah <laughs> speaking of things getting better uh last week we talked about the salmon and these dismal return numbers uh anything new on what we're looking at for next year's or this coming year's salmon season
14: no we're
13: just you know everyone's waited with with bated with breath for those numbers to come out and it looks like it's going to be around 110,000. the goal is 122 so that could mean uh, shortened salmon season and then there's other things that are coming into play with these with these models now there's southern resident uh, killer whales to think about and there's impact on northern southern Oregon and Northern California coho and yada 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 and it's like and what happens when we start you know we've done we've done such a lousy job um, managing these these fisheries the way that we've had for the past forty years and now we're gonna to try to micromanage them and it just it doesn't compute and it's it's to me the way to manage fisheries is to you look at the health and you improve the habitat that the fish are coming back to and you improve their numbers through good environmental conditions. You don't put it all on the back of, of anglers because managing them with, with people with fishing rods doesn't compute. you got to manage them to their survivability. And the answer there, is, if you look at the upper sack, we knew at this time last year that we were going to kill. We, we knew it. They put out an announcement last February that they were going to be killing probably 90% of the upper main stem sack fish due to lethally warm temperatures that would be released later in that fall. Well, sure enough, that, that happened. And here's the uh, here's the uh, the Department of of Fish and Wildlife whistling past the salmon graveyard up there. They did nothing, Seth, Nothing to stop that. And that's one of our most endangered runs is 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 the winter um, salmon on the Sacramento the the winter run on the Sacramento River.
1: And it's It's been been endangered
13: endangered species.
1: It's been endangered for years too. Well,
13: since 1994, it's been declared endangered.
1: Well, I'm looking we at this. It? I'm looking at the pilot project that's been proposed right. now. I'm sure you're familiar with this. Department of Fish and Wildlife today announced that the Department of Water Resources will receive a million and a half dollar funding for a juvenile salmon collection system pilot project in the McLeod Arm of the Shasta Reservoir. The first test of its collection system that would be an integral part of reintroducing endangered winter run Chinook salmon and other runs of salmon to their historical habitat. So they're saying. That the what we've done federally to take mitigate the salmon runs and probably steelhead runs isn't working, and the cold water above Lake Shasta is still required for successful spawning of these fish is what that paragraph says to me. What does it say to you?
13: Um, as, a board, as a board member of the Golden State Salmon Association, we are in an agreement with that. As a, as a sportsman, I don't. These programs are called trap and haul. And trap and haul costs tens of millions of dollars. And, and you're, you're hauling fish over a barrier that you've already been trying to, to mitigate for. And you're, all we have to do is keep releasing cold water and hold back cold water for the fish below Shasta Dam, and you wouldn't need to, uh, to uh, do this.
1: Well, uh, just it's to that, reiterate, it has yeah. to be cold water, but also has to be highly oxygenated cold water.
13: Exactly, and and the, and these trap and haul programs, yeah, they show promise, but they cost tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars. There was one proposed over on the on the Yuba River to haul fish up above. I think it was like Englebright, and it's hugely expensive. You got to take those fish out, you got to hold them, you got to be sure that they're not carrying any pathogens and disease because you can't, you don't want to. Take, like, a, a disease that the, the, the Gilrod disease, like C. shasta, and introduce that from the lower sack up to the McLeod River.
1: Yeah, they don't really um, want to so take anything and put it above any hatcheries either because they know that they could t- contaminate hatcheries as a result. You know, the next line in this uh, note that came out from the department says The time for action is now. Winter run Chinook salmon need access to their historical spawning habitat. No kidding. Said CF, CDFW Director Charlton H. Bonham. Recent droughts have decimated winter-run salmon populations in the Sacramento River below Shasta Dam. If we were being honest, we would say that the water was not utilized and caused them as a result of the drought. Yes. Climate change is expected to repeat this situation with increasing regularity. So they've given up on the mitigation that the feds are doing, and they've got to figure out another way to get the populations back, and it sounds like they're willing to spend millions to do it. What they just said there, Seth, is
13: that the the almond and rice growers control all the water in the state, and the uh, environmental laws don't count. So we're going to continue giving all of our water illegally over to these very large, well-connected and politically uh, huge donations groups and we're going to just kill the uh, these endangered species. This is an endangered species. it has them nervous that they're doing this. We just got to hold back enough cold water and hold it in Shasta so that we can keep the winter run going. and that's beneficial for all fish and it's beneficial for all parties because you have to follow the environmental laws. Hey, get and this. I just don't know get- if, I just don't think on a, on a personal level, I don't think trap, trap and works.
1: Well, listen to this. The next two sentences. With our state, federal, and tribal partners, we can help this iconic run of Chinook salmon and increase the flexibility of California's limited water supplies. So, so, uh, geez, you're partners, huh? Okay. So, state, federal, so- that, the federal isn't working. The state plan isn't really working. The tribal partners, maybe they've got something they can, iconic run of Chinook salmon that they let the Department of Water Resources wipe out because of water temperatures. The next sentence, we acknowledge and thank the Department of Water Resources for initiative on this project. It would not have been possible without DWR's leadership. It would not have been needed if not for DWR's and Department of Fish and Wildlife's leadership that's that last sentence is my sentence that is my sentence and my opinion
13: <laughs> that's, that's, that's hilarious
1: i i just can't. it would not have been possible without d w r s leadership yeah solving the problem that they created would not be possible. Well, we'll address this at a later date because we are out of time, and I need to laugh off air for a little bit here. It's obviously not working. We all want it to work. I hope they figure out something that works and not just keep putting Band-Aids on stuff because they rub off after a while, and it's not going to work for fisheries either. Well, Michael –
13: we just—it's just—it's it, it, it just, it, just asinine that we're just we're, you know, re- repeat this mistake again. And they're setting us up for it.
1: Yeah, let's pat everybody. Let's pat everybody in the back now that we got it solved. Michael, right, well, thanks. you won—you
13: won—you won the the bet. Tell Kent that uh, he has to buy a breakfast because you, you made me laugh on air, and <laughs> well, I didn't swear.
1: You sure didn't. I thank you very much for that. Take care, my friend. We'll talk again next week. Mike Ogni having a good time in life. You know, I hope they do figure it out. Bonham has got a great staff of people, Jay Rowan and the guys there. They know how to make all of this work. I hope that they actually get the politicians to go along with them and aren't politicians themselves.
5: It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning
15: Fisherman's Warehouse and Lorance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high performance fish finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lorance Live and the full line of Lorance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location.
0: Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen.
16: Waterfowl season is winding down, but that doesn't mean you have to quit hunting. Quail Point is open through March for pheasants, quail, or chucker hunts. If you don't have a bird card, we always offer day shoots as long as birds are available.
2: Call or text to make reservations at 530-735-6217 or check out quailpoint.com.
15: and Shimano have it all. Be sure to check out our online store at FishermansWarehouse.com.
0: Salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out eurekafishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707 845 9588.
5: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey,
1: we're back, and it's time for our second hour, the third hour of Sep Saturday morning outdoors in the second hour of Kid Sports. <laughs> boy, we're trying to figure it all out here. And it's this button over what here. What hour is said. it? Yeah, well How it, long
2: have we been in here? Days. Uh, seems
1: like days around seems here. like
2: we were just here.
1: Hey, there's a brand new Western Outdoor News out right now. I cover took boy. a boy. I took a look at the cover boy and I said to myself, you got to buy fish like that nowadays. You're going to frame that, put that up on the mantle. I'm gonna aren't change you? The, one the face. Of the kids. I'm going to change my face to my
2: picture right. instead of Captain JD Richards. Nah, no you're going to put that. that up like one of the kids on the mantle.
1: It looks like about a 22 to 24 pound steelhead and he'll tell us all about it, I'm sure. Magnet that up on the refrigerator. We'll be talking with J.D. all about steelhead fishing and what's going on, including he's on his way out to Pyramid this morning. Give me a minute. We'll be with him. Steve Carson's hooking up with us. He's got a big thing going on next weekend. We'll tell you about that, too. But... The action doesn't ever seem to stop down there. Steve Mitchell, he's got a brand new boat. He's not using it yet, but he will be. We'll be talking Delta Sturgeon and the Super Bowl Derby with him that's taking place today. Travis Morgan, the general manager of the guns, fishing, and other stuff. We hook up with us with a information about updates on ammo. And get this, where else can you buy a flamethrower? I think I found a new way to start my barbecue. <laughs> oh, We're going to find out. It only shoots 10 feet, so you can't use it on small animals. Captain Justin Leonard with she Outcast Guides. Do there? No, I don't. I really, really? don't. No. Yeah, I do, as a matter of fact, today. <laughs> Dave Hurley also hooks up This Justin Leonard's going to be chasing river sturgeon, so he'll tell us what's been going on at nighttime out there. That's got to be kind of scary when you got a seven, eight-foot fish on the other end of the line sitting on the river in the dark, huh?
2: Well, only when it gets to the surface. You yeah. don't really know what it is. swamp <laughs> thing comes up. Is it? Nah.
1: I'm out. Don't remind me of the day I looked over the side of the boat, and there was a 20-foot-long great white shark looking at me. I am out, yeah. Yeah, and the other one was the uh killer whale. That's yeah. another one you don't want to look over the side of your boat and see. And Dave Hurley wraps up everything with great opportunities from the editor of Western Outdoor News. And we're going to talk about the water report, something J.D.'s pretty in tune to right now, too, I would imagine, with his attention to Steelhead. Well, on his way to Pyramid Lake, unless plans change, let's go live to Captain J.D. Ritchie, getting ready to hit it for the entire day at Pyramid, chasing big cutthroat. Good morning, Captain.
8: Good morning, and uh, uh plans did change. Uh, Doug Philpot. I don't know if you know him. I but know got... Doug. Yeah, he he finally got an opening to get my boat in. So I, I said, okay, let's let's take a few days off. And, if
1: Doug Philpot calls and says I can do your boat now, you drive fast and drive all night if
8: necessary. That's, that's pretty much what I did. So, um, I'm hoping he can get it done in the next couple of days because I'm slammed, uh, starting about Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it is.
1: So, yeah. Well, that's just a little no, message. No pressure, Doug. Yeah. Get on it, Doug. Don't stand around and eat any more breakfast. This so, morning. uh,
2: Seps, uh, got this all cut out and framed. They're gonna, they're gonna put it on the, magnet it up on the refrigerator door, the cover of Western Outdoor News. That's kind of Oh, cute. yeah. It's like you one know, of the
1: kids did good. I got to change the face though. Yeah.
8: <laughs> I know. Uh, I thought you were going to say when it hit your mailbox, you thought, uh, "What's Brad Pitt doing on the cover?" On <laughs> well,
2: no, no, I was no, wondering. That's... I was wondering, man. I wonder what he paid Hurley for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How big was that steelhead you got there?
8: I don't know. You what? What you guesstimated it as is what exactly what I guesstimated. In yeah. that kind of low to mid twenties. I we didn't weigh it. We let it go. Of course, I would do but... twenty to
1: twenty-four. Absolutely stellar-looking male. Just kick ass steelhead no question yeah about
8: that it. was i think that's my biggest um uh, that photo credit goes to fred can big fred was there on that one and and, and we that were time uh, you with...
2: got him to do something right he was i know fred was <laughs> carrying the rods yeah
8: yeah well no we were we were fishing with a buddy of ours uh in washington and uh we were in a raft in this really crazy small rough river and 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 our buddy's like, well, we, we need the bigger guy in the front of the boat. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's an obvious who who that is. Yeah,
4: Fred, <laughs> and, get in the front. Uh, and
8: and so, so his gear gets to go through everything first, you know. And so uh, he caught most of the fish that day, but uh, uh, he missed one. <laughs> well, he
1: missed <laughs> the big he one. He missed the big one. There's no doubt about yep. that. Well, J.D., the reason we're talking steelhead and you know why is – we need some water. We need some blasts if we're going to even see a steelhead season this year.
8: Oh, gosh. I've been talking to uh, some of my guide buddies up there on the on the north coast, and it sounds like the main eel is the last place that's fishing, and that's going to go away here pretty quick. Yeah, I just as... got the
1: notice from the department that it's under review right now. They're taking a look at it. The water level's getting a little too low, and it's uh, going to be very hazardous for the fish.
8: Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um Especially with the start we had. Good Lord. You know, we had a record, you know, pace in December. And now, literally, there hasn't been a cloud in the sky since Christmas. And, and now and we got
1: 80-degree weather coming next week. Uh,
8: 70, yeah, yeah. I stopped, 78 down here. Yeah, I stopped looking at the the day because it was just depressing me and my wife said you know you can't you can't control it why you know it stresses you out too much so just stop looking well
1: i think you're safe i don't think pyramid or tahoe is going to empty out anytime soon so i think you got good places to fish there's no doubt about that but boy our fisheries is going to go to hell if we don't get some water here pretty quick oh man you know the man-made absolutely. stuff we're doing is bad enough but now the stuff that we're doing as a result of uh, the drought it's even getting worse. Um, JD, steelhead fishing, um, uh, 20, 30 years ago, when I used to go out on the Sacramento River with Bob Wiggum, we'd catch steelhead while we were working for salmon in the holes. It doesn't really oh, yeah. happen that much anymore, does it?
8: No, I mean, you catch the, uh, you know, there's some spurts of them, of course, sure. but, uh, but, um, it, yeah, I mean, I remember guys used to fish down in the wing dams by, uh, uh, you know, the lower sack down by Chevy's on the river and those kind of places. Well, Chevy's wasn't there back then. But, you know, the fish, the wingdangs anchor up, look like your striper fish and with some eggs on the bottom. And uh, the guys would catch a lot of steelhead in the winter just way down there. So, I mean, uh, it's depressing.
1: Yeah, it really is because it's such a beautiful fish, especially when you see that monster that you're holding on the cover of Western Outdoor News this week. And then a couple other photos inside. You wrote a very good article about it. For those of you that don't know, this man's been fishing steelhead all his life, and uh, the article he's written about is uh, Finding Steelhead All About Water, Temperature, Clarity, and Flow. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's all there is to it, what Mother Nature offers them.
8: Yeah, uh, I would, uh, right now, I'd skip to the low and clear section of that article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: And but, the low—you
1: uh, do have some great tips for low and clear water that you included in there, and that would be hash browns with your scrambled eggs, as well as a chicken fried steak, right?
7: Mm, yeah. Eat yeah, breakfast yeah.
1: instead of going out when it's skinny like it is right now, because they're going to hear you walk in the stream. They're going to hear the lure, if not see the lure, or see you. It's yeah, going to be very it, difficult to catch steelhead right now.
8: Yeah, yeah. If, if when it's low and clear uh and real cold you want to you want to start later if it's warm like it is now i don't think the water temps down there in the valley and the steelhead creeks are too cold right now so um i don't mind low and clear i just um i want to be the first one <laughs> on the fish cuz the second lure or second boat or whatever is uh you know your chances are going down pretty significantly and i mean then, you, may uh, you say like, if it's
1: it's like fishing from the back of the boat with katawi in the front yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Well let's talk a little bit closer to home and reality. You were going to be heading over to Pyramid today. What's going on up at Pyramid for those big cuts right now?
8: Uh, you know, the fishing has really started to pick up. You know this warmer weather. It's not you know, it's funny, uh the weather's been fantastic over there, sunny and up to, you know, fifty degrees and warm and and flat calm which i appreciate as far as uh from a safety standpoint no waves but um that's not the greatest fishing conditions when it's glass calm and high sun but still um you know the last time i was there a couple days ago we we got well the guys were counting actually which i never do but they said we got we landed 17 we probably had you know close to that many bites you know that were missed. So, uh, you know, that, and it's funny because I was like, ah, that was an okay day. <laughs> you know, we, we landed 17 fish and they, they put every one of them on a boga grip just to, they were so enamored with the size of the fish. We didn't catch one under five pounds. And uh, what was the large one? The biggest that day was 10. And, and every day but one this past week, we've got a fish over over 10 and um the biggest of the week i think was 13 but and the day we missed was nine pounds so um it's just it's insane how uh how what a fishery it is and um and, and then my, my calendar suggests that because i'm just i'm slammed here coming up like i say uh starting in a few days so this is this uh, is a
1: world-class fishery this isn't just a little place to go for a destination and catch a few fish this is world-class. Where do you hear about cutthroat trout in the 20 to 30-pound range available? No. Yeah, you,
8: you just don't. Know I mean, it, I'm convinced it's the best trout fishery in the nation. You know, I mean, you can you can argue some stuff in Alaska, but uh, well, let's call it the, the continental U.S. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean,
1: you, I'm sure you've heard of the place uh, up in the, uh, oh, God, where is it? Not the Yukon, but further up. Um, where they have just absolutely monstrous fish called the trees and their big char that come mm. in there and their 20 oh, yeah. to 30 pound yeah. char, just green and yellow and red dots all over them. Just
8: yeah, stunningly
1: yeah. beautiful fish.
8: Yep. Yep. Um, you know, pyramids getting, I don't know if you guys have heard of Jurassic Lake down in Argentina. It's, uh, that's kind of the the hip new not new but uh, that's that's kind of regarded as the best giant trout fishing on the planet these days and and people are you know using pyramid and uh you know in the same sentence as uh, jurassic lake so um that, that you know <laughs> maybe that's the the one in south america and this is the best north american lake well um, you've it's, positioned
1: it's... yourself well for it you're up there in the sierras you're at lake tahoe you got the convenience of that and just 45 minute away, you got pyramid lake the top fishery in the west out here or in the <laughs> let's just say it's a you're going to find the biggest trout available in california there or yeah, outside no of point. california they're going to be a lot bigger than what cutthroat you catch up in the streams no offense to my friend stafford lair who put a lot of cutthroat in up in that neck of the woods too yeah we yep. like the big dogs all right, J.D., give them that hookup information. They need it so they can get a hold of you, whether it's for steelhead when we got water or getting out on Pyramid or on Tahoe for some great action for
8: big fish. Yeah, Pyramid's going to be going for quite a while. Then I'll jump to Tahoe probably in May or something like that. But anyway, uh, 530-307-9817 is the phone number. And you can get on the website, check out the calendar, see uh, if there's an open day that Matches your schedule, which is thesportfisher.com. You can book online right there and do everything. You don't don't even have to do all the old school stuff like like talk to humans. You can just <laughs> go on there and and uh, book and, and reserve your trip, and uh, off we go.
1: Thank you, JD. We appreciate you sharing your info with us in the great locations you've got to fish. Take care, my friend.
8: All right, thanks, guys.
1: Hey
2: Kent, it's about time for gun owners, and guess who didn't win? Uh, it was you. Once again, Gun Owners of California watching 20 new bills in the legislature for 2022. Some of them good, most of them not so much. Last week, Senator Portentino has sponsored a bill that will require parents to disclose to schools whether they have firearms in the house and how they are stored before allowing your kids to go to school. Let's get a snitch in the family. Yeah, this is an obvious trampling of your privacy rights. Gun owners are strongly opposing the measure. Stay tuned and support them in their fight uh, by being a member of Gun Owners of California buying buying uh, 2022 Gun Owners of California 52 Guns and 52 Weeks raffle tickets. There's very few left, but they just might be winners throughout the rest of the year. Winner number seven of the 2021 Gun Owners of California 52 Guns, 52 Weeks raffle Ticket 853, which is Chris Meyer at Placerville. Chris, you've got a Rock Island VR-80 semi-auto shotgun in 12-gauge. Uh, they're going to be giving you calls call sitting down to Sportsman's Warehouse to do all the proper paperwork. Uh, there's only a few tickets left, so make sure you get yours by calling 916-984-1400 and support America's oldest pro-gun political action committee. Well, we better take a quick break right now. When we come back, the Pure
1: Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week with our own Senior Tuna right after this quick break.
7: Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707 655 6736. Or check the website at
6: HookedUpsportFishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? There's a feeling you get when you're fishing a rush of anticipation and adrenaline. It's all about your presentation and that tug at the end of the line. Tournament and recreational anglers need strong, sharp, and reliable hooks because every bite counts. You'll land more and bigger fish. Fish like a pro with Owner Hooks. Owner Hooks, available at Fisherman's Warehouse, mega stores in Fairfield, Sacramento, and Manteca, or their online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Check out the full line at OwnerHooks.com. Owner, simply the best hook on the market. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bite. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman-tested and fish-approved.
0: is pay attention
1: and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, our own senior tuna, Mr. Steve Carson. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Sep. So you're not available next weekend. You're going to be running around at a sport fishing, tackle, boat, and travel show all weekend,
14: huh?
16: Uh, well, it, it, it's going to be a sport fishing show and boats, but. Uh, for, for the better or for the worse, it is a saltwater fishing show. That's what it's going to be, saltwater fishing tackle manufacturers, saltwater fishing destinations, saltwater fishing boats. Uh, if you like trout that's swell, you're allowed to come to the show, but there won't be too much for you to look at. Don't, However, we- don't
1: wear a trout shirt
16: we a it's trout right. shirt. There won't there it's, won't be three
2: pair of socks in the entire show. They'll all be wearing flip flops
1: and cut off. Exactly.
2: Cut-offs.
16: You are you are exactly correct, Kent. Yeah. And but but you know what? From what I hear the uh, and I know that the supply of boats everywhere is is pretty tight. That uh, the you know the boat dealers that are going to be there claim to have a, at least a decent amount of inventory, which, as I understand it, has not necessarily been the case in. Uh, in the last couple of years, the no. inventory's been pretty shy.
2: Pretty hard to get. Pretty hard to get. Well, you know the cool part. Is I'm happens. sitting
1: here with a
16: one. Every,
2: <laughs> everybody's going to have a pair of coasters on. Visors are are yeah, no, pretty advisable. No so baseball, if you're going okay. down, let me get you a visor and uh, and a pair of coasters to wear when you get
16: down there. Yeah, and, and just, I can tell you that in. the majority the majority of reels that are sold, and there'll be a number of, of retailers, large and small. Uh, the majority of reels sold at least fifty one percent and it might be closer to eighty will be two speeds.
1: Well, I would think especially with the the average age of an angler going up in that neck of the woods i 'm sure two speeds will be very popular
16: well you 're exactly correct and before we continue to talk about soCal, I want to make sure that we have enough time to get this out. I sent you an email last night, but I'm pretty sure I sent it after your bedtime.
1: Oh, you can bet on that. Uh, I'm looking for it right now. Um
16: about seven we fifteen. Have, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
16: we have formally scheduled our Northern California pan fishing university trips on board the California Dawn Two. That is the new, larger, improved version. Uh, that James is actually still down. He's going to be just a couple of miles from that PCS show. He's not coming from what I hear. So, But anyway, by that point, on August the 15th, which is a Monday, and August the 16th, which is a Tuesday, we're going to be running trips each of those two days on California Dawn 2. Uh, there's still spots available on both. So give Julie a call at 510 417 Five 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 seven to reserve your spot on the Penn Fishing University trips on the California Dawn two, which if, if you know what, if nothing else, they, the new galley is going to allow everybody to sit. Inside on the way out if it's a little bit rough or, or a little bit rainy. Exactly. So that let's, uh, alone, let's crash that
2: party, Seth. What do you think?
1: I, I crash to, that party? Yeah, we can crash that. Can I crash talked to James party. just yesterday, as a matter of fact. He's rented himself a place down there for the
2: week. Yeah. He's having a nice time near the ocean. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Let's, uh, let's just say we're married. Let's just, uh, let's just crash that party that tuna's got going in August. I think you they and ended, I need to make ended, that track.
1: They ended up with a couple more people on board. They'd never notice it on a boat that big. Folks, if you want to go on this, and this, you know, these kind of opportunities don't come along very often. This is August fifteenth and sixteenth. You can go one day or two. It's up to you. If you can get a spot on there, now is your opportunity. Steve, give them that no, I've got it right here. Five one oh four one seven five 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 seven is the booking number for the California Dawn Two. This is the big new boat. University, Penn Fishing University trips with Steve Carson, with our buddy James Smith right here out of Berkeley. You should be on board that boat without question. And Kent and I are going to bomb the trip. You can bet
16: on it. Oh, man. Oh, Well, you know, Pringle bombed the trip last year, or one of the trips. And despite all of our efforts, he caught the biggest fish. (laughs) However, I did not allow him to win the jackpot.
2: That's good. Well, you probably
16: so should. You probably should.
8: Okay. Anyway, so cut his good. line.
1: Cut his yeah. line. That's,
8: that's
16: So, your... so yeah, um, it, it, the new boat really is beautiful. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos as it's being worked on down the, down in the yard down there, but, uh, it, it was already a pretty nice boat and now it's going to be a super nice boat.
1: Well, it's going to be lovely. And I'll tell you what, folks, that Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, if you're heading down that way, be a great place to go if you're into saltwater fishing. If you've got one tenth the saltwater fishermen in you the senior Tunegas, you're going to be making your way down to that show no doubt about it.
16: Steve Well do you- and you, and you know Sep it's funny the uh, the, it, the last 5 years in San Diego you know any any place can have you know a fluke you know one giant fish gets caught or they have a or one really good day or even one really good season. But basically since 2016 San Diego has been going off with the best fishing in California Maybe, uh, how about the continental United States? I'm going to exclude Alaska, Hawaii, and the Florida Keys. But probably the best fishing in the entire continental United States the last five years straight. So what happens is you come down once, and we own you. That's exactly the way it works. You keep coming back.
1: Look what happened to all of our friends, you know. Ish and all the guys, they go saltwater fishing. We've lost them forever. If they well, hit, the thing of it is, is,
2: Ish is a really good saltwater fisherman.
1: That's the yeah, thing. Oh, oh,
16: man. Ish is super good. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, I mean, ultimately, they're big, but they're really just fish. And he's one of the best people in the world at figuring it out. Yeah. Without S- a
1: doubt. Senior tuna, folks. We're not counting on you next week. We'll probably put the Pringle
16: in what? instead of Dude, this week. that
2: show doesn't open until 10. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, oh, he yeah.
16: Gentlemen hours. Uh, gen, gen, well, but see, the, the pen is flying out some factory people from back. Oh, uh,
2: schmoozing.
16: So, uh, so I've got I've to do that. the heavy duty schmoozing. And if you're in the area, one of the people that's flying out is the service manager, Tony Dubeck. I mean, they're flying the service manager all the way out from, from Philadelphia. So if you've got do it yourself, maintenance, those kind of questions, he's not going to be fixing your reel in the booth. But if you want to fix your own reel at home, and, and, oh, if you want to see a photo op, catch this. The great Alan Tani is driving down from San Jose to, uh, to, to cruise the show. He's not working in any booth, but I guarantee he will be hanging out with his, uh, with his uh, um, mental brother, uh, Tony. They will be hanging out together in the pen booth quite a bit. So if you want to know about the inside of fishing reels, those two minds are, are close to matchless on the planet. There you have it, folks.
1: Senior Tuna, our saltwater expert, heading for the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing and Fish and Tackle Show February 18th, 19th, and 20th. That's next long weekend. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon, my friend. Have a great time at the show. Thanks, Seth. See you, Tuna. All right, let's move on to our next guest, who's out there at the Super Bowl Derby right now. chasing Sturgeon this morning is Captain Steve Mitchell with Hooked Up Sport Fishing. How you doing, partner?
10: Hey, good morning, guys.
1: Tell us about it. How many boats you see running around out there at the Super Bowl Derby today?
10: Oh, man, they're starting to pile up right now. We're trying to (laughs) – I just happened to look around. We're trying to, like – make sure that we got a good little spot to sit in. But uh I can imagine right about now we're going to have about a million different sets around us. So hopefully our bait will be overpowering everything that's around us. And, uh, we know these fish probably going to be a little bit confused, but maybe we'll still be able to draw them in with what we got as far as our magic and everything. So we'll see. Well, there's
1: a lot of noise going on out there today. A lot of anchors being thrown over a lot of rookies that don't know what they're doing and a lot of people that wish they did know what they were doing. It's going to be <laughs> a busy day on the water out there, but it's still fun. Everybody getting out and having a great time. But Steve, uh, I got to talk to you about something. Uh, your good times are just about over. You know that, yeah. Because you yeah, got a you yeah, got this yeah, big I mean, new boat to take care of coming your way, guy. You're gonna have your hands very full. Right,
10: there, right, there, right, there. Like, right, right. You right, got a, you right. got a
1: fish going on in there.
10: Uh no. These guys back there jacking off, playing around, doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, stuff. Everybody's out here having a good time, so you are, you can already imagine what's going on. Oh there, yeah, yeah. They're
1: going to be it's popping good. beers before you know it. I know the way it works on these kind of days.
10: Oh, that's, that's already in action. You already know. Well, Steve, know?
1: Steve, the action's obviously been pretty good out there. Tell our listeners what you've been experiencing the past week or so.
10: Oh, it's been a lot of fish, a little bit of everywhere. But here lately, they've been spread out, you know. Uh, we've still been able to get them and everything. You know, favorite offerings has been basically still uh, on a salmon row. Some of these guys have been able to use some ghost shrimp as well and been able to, you know, capitalize on the fish. But uh, the fish has been everywhere from up here uh, in Northern Bay, even down in the South, south Bay, South Bay. Step. They're killing them down there off the herring, you know. I guess there's been a herring spawn somewhere around that way. Guys off the bank is landing anywhere from 10 to 15 fish. So that's telling you what's really happening down that way. And I'm sure you already know. When that herring spawn takes place, the fish just goes bananas off of the herring and the herring row. So it's been really good down that way. But up here as well, like, we've been having a lot of fish all scattered out. But at the same time, the water temps have been coming up a little bit. So that, that makes it. Hey, Oh, hold on. Fish on. Hey, make it fish,
16: fish.
1: Yeah, keep your finger near that button, Jay. I can only imagine the sound. Yeah, well. Uh, Did he swing and yeah, miss, or uh, has he still got it going?
10: Yeah, I know, just sitting there looking like most. <laughs> I don't want to say too loud, but like, like most of them, you know, and end up missing up on, on a good opportunity, you well, know. Well, I, yeah. I know the best
1: thing to do for something like that, and that's to let the captain get back there and take care of his crew. So, Steve, real quick, give him the hookup info, the phone number, as well as the website so they can find out
10: more. Yeah, guys. Anytime you guys can reach up, reach out, and uh, connect with me at seven zero seven six five five six seven three six, or you can find me on the web at uh, hookthosportfishing dot com, and that hook is H O O K apostrophe D. Of of course, you don't put the apostrophe up in there. Just type
1: Captain uh, Captain Steve Mitchell, and it'll get you there, no doubt about it.
10: Yeah, they can do that too. You know, Uh, either way, let's do it. You know, all right. And don't forget, step. Go ahead. Don't forget. Let them know we're coming out strong. We're coming out strong here in April on the Malia Kai. You know, that Delta is going to be worthwhile. You know, potluck time. I hope to see you and Ken out there on the boat too this season. We'll bomb Uh, your boat.
1: We'll bomb your boat too. He's got a big new boat. We'll talk about it the next time he's (laughs) on the air. We'll tell you all about it. Go take care of your clients. Hook up for him, partner.
10: All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys. Have a good one.
1: Big new twelve person boat he's got working. Hey, I'm gonna make an exception right now. We're gonna jump into a special phone call right now. We're going to Tennessee. Who in the hell would be in Tennessee at this time in the morning? He's usually in the studio with us the last couple of weeks. Captain Mike Gravert, Intimidator Sport Fishing, retired now in Tennessee. Chasing what this morning, Captain?
4: Well, good morning, fellas. We're out here, uh we're out here ch- chasing catfish at the sequoia nuclear power plant hot water discharge with my buddy cody buell
1: do they glow in the dark there next to the nuclear plant
4: well you know the first one we just put in the boat we was only fishing for about i don't know about two minutes and uh we put in a nice one and uh it wasn't glowing step so I, I don't think so
1: well i'll tell you what uh, i saw the license plate you sent me this morning it says noodling i didn't think you were man enough to get out there and noodle
4: Oh no, that's Cody's game, man. Cody's he's a professional noodler out here and uh today we're using rod and reel, so uh no noodling yet. The wire's still a little cold for that noodling.
1: You haven't got the nerve to stick your hand in one of those mud holes yet and let them chomp onto your hand, have you?
4: No, no. I told Cody I told Cody, Oh, we're hooked up, Seth. How you like that one for on the radio? We're hooked up already. <laughs> what
1: kind of bend What kinda of bendo you got <laughs> in the stick?
4: Uh, he got pretty good bend to it going on right now. Um, this is, this will be the gentleman's second fish of the morning already. And this is only our second drift. So, uh, I'm up here. We, they call this bump drifting. So we're just, uh, drifting a, uh, a big piece of herring and, uh, just bumping it off the bottom at the hot water discharge pipe here and, uh, fishing a circle hook. And he's hooked up. So Cody's giving him a little uh, education on how to get it in the boat and, uh, just loving it, Steph. Retirement's good right now. And I
1: know it must be. You're living the life. We're really glad to have you out here and share with our listeners the striper information you did for a couple of weeks. And I thought, you know, let's check in with them, see what's going on back there. And for some reason, every time we talk to you, there's fish being caught, my friend.
4: Oh, yeah. It's another another nice blue cat. It's not the 60-pounder that we're after, but it's probably about seven, eight pounds.
1: All right. Well, we appreciate you calling in and giving us a live on the water report. What waterway are you on right now?
4: Uh, we're on the, we're on the Tennessee River, so I'm about I'm about 20 minutes from the house here on the Tennessee River. And again, uh, check out on YouTube Cody Buell and check out some of his noodling techniques. Up and uh, thank you so much for having us on the radio with you all this morning. We sure do miss being in the studio with you guys,
1: y'all. I just love it because you just turned into a Texas okey all over again, my friend. <laughs>
4: Well, I, I'll let you know the gentleman who just hooked two fish. He's from Arkansas, so he knows how to get it done.
1: Well, so am I. So that just works out just <laughs> fine. You have a good one, y'all. Catch some more y'all fish. Y'all have
4: a good, y'all have a good time back there.
1: Doesn't even sound like the same Mike Graver anymore. Oh, well, what are we doing next? Let's see. What do we got? Hmm, mm-hmm. Director Penn Fishing University. Uh, we I did think that it's we get did a Steve clue. Up with Maryland. Where's, where's Maryland? Maryland, get in here.
16: Get
0: a clue. you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue.
15: Hi, this is Marilyn. Let's face it, spring is here and summer's coming right behind. Many people buy boats for various purposes. So the fishermen and the water sports people meet often at the launch ramps. If you're going to be launching a boat soon, have your wits about you. Practice backing up with your boat and trailer so when you're on the ramp you'll look like a pro. Your time on the ramp should be limited. Prepare first in the staging area. Load all accessories and ice chests and then head to the ramp. Be aware of the others waiting behind you in line. Be efficient and fast and above it all, be polite. Everyone will appreciate it. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well Till next week
6: Get a clue. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. From trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad, there's a licensed and bonded guide behind the counter and he freely shares tips, tricks, and top locations for action. Learn about curing rope from the pros and how to properly rig for success. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pileworms, bloodworms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard, west of Watt, 916-991-5298.
15: Hey, they're
6: also your local U-Haul dealer.
15: Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield.
6: Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan.
1: Good morning, Travis. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm just thinking about a flamethrower I heard about that you got <laughs> at your store right now. I mean, how does that fit into hunting and fishing? It's a fire starter to start your campfires with. Oh, I've seen those guys in campsites before. <laughs> <laughs> Looks
14: like it's made by uh, uh, Echothermic, and it's California legal. shoots less than 10 feet. It uses gasoline as a propellant. You can mix a little diesel in it. makes it a little better. Yeah. And, but it's basically for burning weeds around your ranch and stuff that you got to take care of that.
1: I'm sure the California Air Resource Board just loves that one.
14: Oh, they got to... A- But it's a nifty little thing. More than anything else, it's a great conversation piece if you got set up on your board. (laughs) How many people can you say have a flamethrower sitting in their house?
1: Well, I know the guy that owns Tesla does. That's for sure. He created, he had one that he was selling to the audiences out there too. Well, Travis, every week we talk about ammo and this is not going to be an exception because I want to talk about it. I watched a video on YouTube yesterday. I'm sorry. yeah. And, and the guy is telling me how the ammo shortages are all over now. The inventories are coming back in the stores and everything's rosy. And I'm thinking, what state is this guy in? It is no, no wo- drugs is he, on? he works but, in
2: the marketing department, not the
1: sales department. Exactly. So that's how that works. But what I realized was we have shortages because we're non-lead. Some of these places don't have the shortages we
14: have because they're still shooting lead, right? No, no. No, cause I order lead too, and it's the same problem with lead ammo. As a matter of fact, when we were hunting in Colorado, we found an entire three boxes of seven mag shells. And of course, the old man bought all three, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, the ammo shortage is all over and it's, it doesn't matter if it's lead or non-lead. Non-lead, of course, is more, uh, well, harder to get a hold of. I don't know the correct term, but that it, it's harder to get a hold of than lead is. It's a pain in the butt to find. That's what it is. If this is true, but ammo shortage can say is partially over because pistol ammo, 5.56, five, 308 target ammo, those are all pretty good re- availability right now. Anything over that, you know, you want odd six. I ain't seen one. I know two people want boxes of it. And. 7 mag, 270. I got one case of 270 in the other day, and it's leaded. So I've got no non-lead. And this year also, uh, the um, shot show in the non-lead is almost ridiculous, but shot show and target loads, same deal. It's hard to get a hold of them. We've been lucky enough. I got a pallet of it- Ah, I got a pallet of uh, duck loads in the other day. You want to go duck hunt? <laughs> yeah, great timing for that. Of course, you do have
2: late season hunt coming up. What? Yeah, but I've seen so many of our poor dealers finally get these pallets of duck loads in after crappy January duck season. Now they yeah. got to pay for them within Big. 60 exactly days. Exactly right. Imagine how that happens, Seth. Yeah,
14: yeah we're going to have to pay for it and sit on it for a year. But my uh, plan for this year is I'm going to start buying now for next year and get a few cases here, a few cases here, and build up an inventory. So when the season does get here, I will have an inventory for our customers. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, that's the supply and demand thing going on right now, and manufacturing, I think, can't hit it right on the head. He's in the marketing. He's the in guy,
2: marketing. He's not in sales. The guys
1: are out there saying, everything's beautiful. Just go out and buy what you need. Uh, that's not what
2: I see. Yeah, you might want to look up over your cubicle once in a while. Let me know how that's working out for you.
14: <laughs> yeah, you know they're going to be working too well. There ain't a whole lot out there to see. A bunch of empty shelves still. Right. Yeah.
1: Travis, is there getting to be more and more interest in the shooting sports with people? Is it personal protection that they're doing, or are they just getting involved across the board buying guns because gun sales are outrageous right now?
14: It's more personal protection than anything, and it's starting to slow down. You know, at the end of this so-called pandemic. Is coming, as everybody says, and so they're not as terrified as they were when they first started. But everybody thought this was the end of the world coming, and they ran out and buy guns and stuff. We converted a bunch of the liberals to gun owners now, which is really good in our case, because they found out that guns are not as dangerous as they think they are.
1: I'm, I'm I listen to a lot of conversations in your store, obviously, when I'm up there signing gun paperwork or trading a gun with somebody. We do a lot of exchanges there. And listening to the people, there is such a wide variety of people coming out to purchase guns. I am shocked at the lack of knowledge of some. It just, it stuns me. It's like, which end does the bullet come out with some people? And I know you see it all the time.
14: Oh, yeah. I'm still like my favorite one. We guy would come on there and bought a gun. And at the end of the process, he was picking it up. And we asked him if he wanted any ammo for the gun. He says, Do I need it?
1: No, of course not. It'll pound a nail without any trouble whatsoever. Yeah. I said,
14: no, just throw it at him. That's yeah. all it's for.
1: <laughs> well, I, I I know somebody that's related to me not too far from my house, and I'll leave it at that, that bought a brand-new uh 9 and has, like, six rounds for it.
14: Yeah. Uh, the problem is, you know, now 9 is pretty plentiful, you know, we got in a little over four thousand boxes of nine the other day, and I got two thousand of them, so we're in yeah. good shape. Yeah, so we got a we got a lot of boxes of nine million. No, this is boxes, Seth, not rounds. <laughs> ah, that's the best
1: way to go about it. Well, I'll tell you what, folks if uh, you if you need a, a round, they've got a pretty darn good selection of it over there. You can call them in advance too, so you don't waste a trip over there. But take a look whether you're at the store right there in Vacaville or the one down in Dublin. They've got them all loaded up, ready to go with gun range there. You can become very good at with a pistol by simply listening to what they tell you. There's also classes available there that Travis and his crew have got available to the folks to make them better at gun handling and to get all everything they need working towards a concealed carry permit if that's their if that's their intentions or you can simply just go out and target shoot targets at their range and have a good time feeling very comfortable with it. Because if you're scared by it, you shouldn't own it.
14: That's right. If you're scared by a gun, you shouldn't own it. We recommend that any first-time owner take our basic pistol class and go through. That way they're taught the proper way to use it, the proper way to load it, clean it, handle it, everything. And that way everybody's safer with it, and we have a great time with the class.
1: That's exactly what it's about. Travis Morgan, the general manager at Guns, Fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville and in Dublin. Stop by, get exactly what you need, and then buy a few things you don't need to. Travis, thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week.
14: All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You have a great week. I'll see you in the store. You got it
6: guns fishing and other stuff you'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza don't miss the deals at guns fishing and other stuff and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com.
5: and now more California sportsman with Seth Hendrickson
1: hey we're back how'd you like to go sturgeon fishing all night long Uh, Is there pillows and sleeping bags available? (laughs) Really? Really? Let's go live right now to Outcast Guide Service. Captain Justin Leonard joins us. He's been sturgeon fishing at night and at the daytime, but he's been working the river rather than the delta. Let's check in and see what the action's been like for him. Good morning, Captain.
11: Good morning, guys.
1: Tell us about it. What's it been like out there on the river for you at night?
11: You know? We have done a couple overnighters, and shoot, it's February, but the lows are like 50 degrees, so it kind of feels like springtime and summertime. It's really not that bad.
1: No complaints about the the temperatures, that's for sure. But, boy, sitting out in a boat all night long waiting for those bites, how many bites do you get every night?
11: Uh, you know, pretty much we, we're on a good little standard of hooking at least two fish a day um, or night. The other night we hooked four. Um, so it's been it's been a pretty steady bite. It's nice to go out on the water and be pretty confident you're going to get bit and find some opportunities for it. But mean, uh, of course some days are better than others. But most pretty much every single day we've been hooking at least two.
1: Justin, are these uh, fish that are just staying in the system up there? Or is this some of the scouts scouting things out for the sturgeon spawn this year a little early?
11: Yeah, we're looking looking at these scouts. You know that big early rainfall there in October. I think kind of kicked things off a little bit earlier. You watch those guys down in the delta have to start fishing, kind of that broad blue area, I guess you could say. You know, South Rio Vista, North Pittsburgh, whatever you want to call it down there. Um, but you watch those guys start fishing that in October, November, and then the, I think really those are a lot of our spawners that are going to start heading upriver. And then we've had pretty much a nonstop trickle of uh, fish coming into the system since then. I mean, and then these water conditions right now are just so low, but. Yet stable, that uh, these surgeons are just kind of, they're really taking their time. They're not going anywhere fast. We don't have a big broad storm coming. We haven't had one for months now. So these surgeons are just loping around. They're hanging out, going nice and slow. We're
1: talking with Justin Leonard of the Outcast Guide Service right now. Justin, the river fishing is certainly different than the delta fishing. Are you working deep holes? Are you working slots? What, what do you look for and where you're going to fish?
11: I'm looking for wherever the fish are um i won't fish an area without marking and i'm looking realistically for at least four or more uh grouped up just because an odd game you know it's uh out of four fish odds are one of them's gonna one of them's gonna bite but if i can find more than that that's definitely ideal but um most this year personally has been a lot of more runway fishing for whatever reason they're just hanging out so boat pressure is a factor um i've been trying to avoid weekends due to boat pressure and also just to kind of keep our distance from people which has been helping and working out great but um they're just on a lot of runways our fish definitely in holes and kind of staging out but those haven't really been the biters for me those those fish just they've been there and they're you know you can sit on them but they haven't been as bitey as the other one is
1: daytime or nighttime more productive or are they both about the same
11: it's about the same right now. I'm finding like the right at daybreak and the right last hour or two of the afternoon has been the most bitey just because we're coming in that full moon phase. So that should kind of stay like that for the next week or so. And then as we come off that full moon phase, then I'll go into just kind of a a normal bite where it'll be pretty steady all day. But really, it hasn't mattered. You know, some guys say, oh, nighttime, you know, is the only time to catch a sturgeon. And That has not been the case. It's actually been pretty nice being able to go out and turn your fish for the daytime and pull off and just have kind of normal fishing hours.
1: Well, Justin, give them that hookup information so they can get on board with Outcast Guide Service, have a great day or night on the water before you switch to your next species you'll be chasing.
11: Hook them up. Absolutely. Facebook, Outcast Guide Service, two words for Outcast, and phone number is 530-277-6870.
1: Justin, thanks for hooking up with us today. We appreciate it. Have a great day. You as well. All right, Outcast Guide Service. He's having some fun. Let's go to the editor of Western Outdoor News right now and get hooked up with the man himself, Mr. Dave Hurley, who wrote a very interesting story on water. Dave, tell our listeners what's going on with water, water, water.
17: Well, I tell you, it's um, it's really scary. I was just going back and looking over my uh, last three or four. Uh, North Coast roundups that Kenny Priest has done for us on the North Coast rivers, and you know, you just see this progressive time where the, the rivers are dropping. Rivers are dropping, and I thought you covered it very well with JD earlier today. And it's scary, and we have a couple rivers that are in low flow closure now, and uh, it looks like almost everything is going to be closed if uh, if things don't turn around. And, and there's not a whole lot of um, uh, optimism on the horizon is there for as far as uh storms coming in the next three weeks i think the biggest
1: percentage of chance is like eight percent chance of rain coming in it's not looking good too much sunshine and nothing really coming our way but our best months are still ahead of us i guess march and april but we've been saying that for way too many years haven't we
17: yeah we had that march miracle what is it 1991 we need another one of those or Yeah, 1991. Yeah, 1991 when we came up with this really huge uh, time in March, and we need that again right now. There's no question about it. You know, we were so optimistic at the beginning of the year. We had that huge blowout in October, and then in December, and then what's it been, seven weeks, eight weeks without any rain now? And uh, that is really, uh, this is like San Diego around here these days. Well, Marilyn and I were really become to that.
1: Marilyn and I were talking about, uh, you know, oh, geez, no rain, no rain. I said, well, California was once a desert. You know, uh, we're the ones trying to change it all into this prolific green state. But uh, we do need the water. Things have changed. We're not getting as much as we have lately, but or we have in the past. But I did go over a survey of rainfall from 1895 to current, how much rainfall we've had, how much drought situations we've had, all of this. it looks like it's been going on all along, exactly the way it is since 1895. So I don't think this is really highly out of the ordinary. It's just we're in a slump for water right now, obviously.
17: Yeah, well, we have to make some changes. And I I thought you covered it very well with Mike earlier today. There are some good places to go fishing despite this. Uh, The steelhead situation is critical. There's no question about it. I did talk about that. Two minutes, Uh, Dave. I wrote an article. Okay, you got it? Okay, yeah. no problem. Two minutes. Lake go Shasta's fishing well. Lake Shasta's fishing well. New Malonis is fishing very well for trout. Um, a lot of planters up in the very top five feet. If you want to go catch a lot of fish, that's a place to go. Um, we got some big uh, Oroville's really kicking out some nice bass. In fact, there was a nine-pounder there caught this week. So things are looking good overall. I think Kent did a great job covering the Motherlode Lakes. Pyramid, I mean, Pardee is opening up this weekend. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be a really, uh, it's going to take some pressure off these other lakes. So uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there. It's just a matter of figuring out there. We only got five more weeks to go before the rockfish season opens. we got a salmon information meeting on March the 2nd. Really highly encourage people to attend that via webinar. Um, so there's a lot happening. It's just a matter of, but we need to be engaged. We need to be part of the decision making
1: absolutely and i i got one of your bulletins here where it's exactly that get involved people make your feelings be heard out there we all don't have a radio show to open our big mouths and say the way we feel about things and express our opinions and the best way for you to do it is to get out there get involved and let people know the way you feel about things
17: yeah we got fish and game commission meeting this week on the 16th and 17th Uh, public comment starts at nine o'clock and i think that's a good time to be able to express your point of view i I'm concerned about a couple of issues. One of them is the crappie limit. I think is excessive, and I think it's putting a herd on certain lakes. 25 per day per angler is pretty intense. Some guys with new electronics are really good. And I also think we need to look at the white sturgeon limit before we run to a, before we kill that process as well.
1: Yeah, it'll be. They'll come quick to ending it if we don't. Dave, thanks for the information. We appreciate it, Mr. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, sharing opportunities and
2: information that you need to know. Thanks, Dave.
17: Thank you. All
2: right, take care. What's Valentine's Day Monday set? Buy her something red and shiny, like a new boat. If you don't buy her
1: something, you're (laughs) going to be on the list, buddy, and you don't want to be there. Happy Valentine's Day, Marilyn, because I know I'll forget. Tight lines, everybody.
0: We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips and more, visit us on the internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of SEPS Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment.
6: Join us next week
16: from 5 to 8 a.m. for another SEPS Saturday Morning Outdoors.